Kansas anymore. Are you ready? No, I'm just getting warmed up. This task was appointed to you. I said I want the truth! I say we take off and loop the entire site from Dodge head. I'm Catherine, and today I'm joined on the podcast by our Policy and Public Affairs Officer, Graham Hill, to discuss the classification of some of the films that are supposedly said to have inspired the series on Netflix, Stranger Things. Welcome back to the podcast, Graham. Hi, Catherine. Good to be here. It's been a while. Been a while, yeah, but I'm back. Now, as many listeners will know, Stranger Things is a Netflix Originals series. It's a sci-fi horror, and there's been a lot of internet chatter about how it's influenced by 1980s movies, including E.T., Stand By Me, and The Goonies. I think anyone who's watched the series will definitely recognise some of those tropes throughout all the episodes. Absolutely, and it made me very nostalgic for films of that time. I I loved seeing the poster and a clip from John Carpenter's The Thing in one of the episodes. So uh, being a child of the age that the kids are in Stranger Things in the 80s, it was, yeah, quite the experience for me. And now we did classify Stranger Things, didn't we? Because we do classify most Netflix originals content for VOD. How did we classify each of the episodes? So most of the episodes were rated 12 and uh, two or three were rated 15. And I think the um, high ratings were for strong threat and violence and their classification considerations that tend to ramp up as you get towards the end of the series. And I think uh, certainly more of that in, in the last two episodes, I think. So some of the stronger moments include the girl 11, who's the the girl with powers. She causes a group of adults threatening her and her friends to start bleeding from their eyes. And I think subsequently there's a scene where we see bodies lying dead. They're blooded and and kind of injured. And there's also a scene in an episode where we see a corpse with an alien tentacle-like thing coming out of its mouth. Now, one of the episodes of Stranger Things pays tribute to the bike chase from E.T. the Extraterrestrial, a very popular 1980s film and a scene in which E.T. uses his powers to send Elliot, the little boy, flying through the air. In Stranger Things, the young girl, Eleven, uses telekinesis to flip a van through the air in order to help her and her friends get away on their bikes from some baddies. Another similarity between the show and E.T. is the fact that baddies are the adults who work for the government and want to exploit the supernatural powers of the heroes. Now, E.T. is rated U. In terms of the classification, what were the major issues in that film? Okay, so that scene you're talking about where um, I think subsequent scene where government agents are chasing the kids in E.T., they're kind of dehumanised in the way they look because they've got, I think, hazmat suits on and they've got helmets and masks, which which adds sort of a frightening uh, effect to the scene. But Elliot and E.T. are not harmed, and as we all know, the film has a reassuring outcome. I hope that's not a spoiler for anyone. But uh, it's very strong appeal to audiences of all ages. You've, you've got lovable characters, magical moments such as the bike chases you're talking about, an absolutely iconic scene. And there are echoes of that in Stranger Things. Obviously, I think Matthew Modine's character appears in, in one of the episodes in a very kind of similar suit, and you've got the pursuit of the kids by these humorless sort of robotic, really, agents that, that are chasing after them. Another issue for E.T. regarding its U rating was some of the language used. There were uses of damn it, God, hell, son of a bitch, a couple of uses of shit, and even a use of penis breath as a comic insult. Um... And a joke about the name of the planet Uranus. So, But it was decided that the overwhelmingly positive messages of the film and the experience of the film, suitable for all ages, outweighed the potential offensiveness of those isolated instances of language. And that is, of course, a really good example of how overall context has to be taken into account when you're 
looking at specific issues like language. Absolutely. I mean, there, there, there are some uh, red lines for us on language, such as the F word. You wouldn't get a category below 12. But equally, uh, context comes into play in, in everything we do. However, it's important to note that the uh, U classification reflected the classification standards of the time and predated our guidelines. In 2017, under our current guidelines, some of these terms would be classified at PG in new films coming to us for classification. Now, Stranger Things is also said to have been inspired by the Goonies. Both stories focus on a bunch of quite precocious kids on an exciting and scary adventure. What were the classification issues in the Goonies? Well, first, I have to say I'm ashamed to say I only first saw the Goonies about three years ago, which is absolutely appalling for a person my age. So the classification issues, at the time, it had cuts on film in 1985 and on video in 1986, and there were cuts to a faked hanging scene at the beginning of the film. We asked the distributor to reduce that scene to an absolute minimum in order to get a PG, because at that time you didn't have a 12 certificate. I think it came in in 89. Uh, with Batman so um, this was years before that and so the options were either to cut the film to make it a PG or it would have been a 15 which obviously would have been a shame another cut requested back when it was released was a scene in which Corey Feldman's character Mouth was asked by Mrs Walsh to translate some English into Spanish for a new housekeeper. He changed some advice on how to store clothes, uh, telling the housekeeper instead to keep the marijuana, speed, heroin and cocaine in different drawers. So the cut was to the English subtitles, which were amended so those specific drugs weren't mentioned anymore. And The Goonies was then submitted for classification again in 2004, which was well after we had introduced the 12. So the film's now the full uncut version and is now classified 12 for the hanging scene. And of course, we can't talk about Stranger Things without talking about Stand By Me, which I have to say is one of my favourite films ever. Now, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's based on the Stephen King novella about a group of kids again. They hike into the woods in search of a dead body. And one scene in Stranger Things also shows the kids walking along some railway tracks. It seems quite clear that that's inspired by the journey of the gang in Stand By Me as well. And I think people will remember a very similar scene from that film. Now, in one scene in Stand By Me, there is a train that bears down on one of the boys and his friend saves him at the very last minute. I hope that's not a spoiler as well, but I'm sure most <laughs> It's 30 years, Catherine, I think we're right. Isn't it? That was quick. It's 30 years, yeah, yeah. There seems to be quite a reoccurring theme in these films of children being in danger. Was that an issue when examiners were classifying Stand By Me? So there are moments in Stand By Me where the kids are in danger. There's the scene where the kids are camping at night and they're scared that they hear coyotes in the, in the distance. And there's also a more impactful scene of confrontation with older boys, including Kiefer Sutherland's character, which involves a gun. Now, they those sort of issues might have had an impact on the classification if it wasn't for the strong language. So the, the film had eight uses of the F word, very much a solid 15 there. So those issues, not important important in comparison to the language but had that language not been there yes they would have been more of a classification issue well thank you graham that was a whistle stop tour around some pretty excellent films actually and i'm sure we'll delve into each one individually at some point again in the future because they are kind of cult classics really and i think they bring back a lot of memories for people, um, young and old, and I think that's one of the great things about Stranger Things as a series because it's probably bringing some of these films back to a younger audience that might not have watched them yet. And uh, as, as I said before, a real, a real nostalgia fest for older, older eighties movies fans. I think. Now, don't forget, you can tell us what you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast using the feedback form on the podcast page. 
You can also email us on podcast at bbfc.co.uk or you can tweet us at bbfc.